The following episode is brought to you by Mark Stanley, Philip Newman, Shelby Johnson, Jerry Thunes, Andy Dossett, Eric Whitman, Edvarth Arnoff, Natasha Rallerson, Devious Pop-Tart, Rebecca Gauman, Elizabeth Clark, David Scrams, Charles Compton, Daryl Delaney, Ryan Royce, Darren Katzka, Irene Viarito, and Laura Pickering, as well as all of our generous patrons. D20 Radio, where gamers roll. actual play podcast set in the Ebron campaign setting. I'm your game master, Eric. I'm Philip. I'm Trevor. I'm Re- Call me Jeff. And welcome to another episode. Gentlemen, what happened last time? Greetings. We reconvened to debrief each other on our meetings. And we got most of the way through some of them. And then Raynard decided to take us down the garden path <laughs> to get to the point of his and got there right as you called the episode. So that's where we're at. So continue. <clears throat> okay. So when Reynard says, did you say kill the leader of House Yarland? Is that what you said? Murder. Yeah. <laughs> Murder. Okay. Hob just does, like, he's still holding Trevor by the shoulder, or Reynard by the <laughs> shoulders. And he just shoves away. He doesn't actually punch him. But he's kind of like, what? I, I don't know what to, what to do. Not that, I think. Not that. Right. Uh, step step one, not that. I think so far so good for you. I tried to not say yes. Good. I don't think, you, I don't think you didn't I, say yes, right? I didn't think I did. Does your father think you did? But you didn't say no. I might have insinuated a positive response. Just to keep Reynard out of the doghouse, I feel like it's more appropriate to say he didn't. There was no yes or no. You were told to do it and then dismissed. Sure. I'm just trying to give Trevor an out. I wasn't really given a, a choice. I was just told to do it, and then I left. And we're not gonna do it, right? That's uh, it's not. Uh, we're not gonna do that. My my brother told me to wait a few days and see if my father cooled down. And and <clears throat> still not do it. And then changed his mind. <clears throat> so sure. We'll see. That could be good, but but we'll see if he changes his mind. We're not seeing if we're going to do it. He might have offered me a seat of power. Yeah. Reynard, I, I'll be very clear. I cannot imagine a reason that I would murder the leader of a house because your dad wanted me to. So that he can continue to prop up the work of Solomon Calloway. Right, yeah. I mean, for... That's probably where the 10,000 gold it's comes in. So mad, I forgot about that part. Yeah, if we do that, then Calloway gets to keep having a dragon marked house in his corner. Could get rid of Solomon Calloway. Yeah, man. Yes. Absolutely. We could. The beginning of a lot of our problems. I have a question about that. Sort of an if... in to meet with him. If we did that, if we just 
murdered Solomon Calloway, would that not create more problems for us in similar style of the death of Ignacio? Because we killed a, just a random member of House Tarani, and that got quite a lot of attention in spite of us having a gang <laughs> trying to keep it from getting attention. And I think if you kill a more famous person, it gets even more attention. Not to mention... Do you think your father still would not be unhappy if we were to take out Calloway? Don't make it as obvious it was us. How'd your father want it done? No, don't answer that, because I know that answer. <laughs> How about the fact that it is possible that taking care of Solomon Calloway would be more trouble than the sum total of all of our other troubles? We don't know how unbelievably difficult it might be, what he might be able to throw at us when he gets wind of it, if he doesn't already know, you know, that people are gunning for him, which I'm sure he must. Now, Trevor, oh, Jesus, <laughs> now Reynard, I don't want you to think that we're going, I am going to abandon you in this. I'm willing to work on ways to get you out of this situation, but to in way, ones that do not involve the murder of the leader of a powerful dragon-marked house. Well, when you put it that way, it does seem a bit extreme, doesn't it? Yeah, man. <laughs> well, wait, were you considering going ahead and doing this job? Well, I'm asking you all. Can I have that hand Fletcher back, just so that you don't commit a horrible crime that will then get toast back to me because I made the weapon that you used? No, I wouldn't go alone. Because you're constantly leaving your weapons around. I, well, I'm just forgetting I have them on me. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> oh, if that's all. Wait, I forgot my wand. Because <laughs> I feel like I've got a pretty decent setup to not have to be a criminal. And if you go and commit a crime while carrying around a thing I invented, and then, like, they find out, Feel like I that assumed people be... would react negatively to the idea. You're right. So I was going to pursue it if that were the case. Okay, you just haven't said that yet. This is the first time you said I'm not going to do it. And see, then well, you the, pause. The was, were you going to... Not are you still going to do it? <laughs> okay, we're not going to do it. Are you still going to try to do it? No. Well, what will your father say about that? Uh, hopefully in a few days' time, he will have changed his mind. But what if he does not change his mind? Are you kicked out of the family again? This really sounds uh, sound like that's such a bad thing. Yeah, that's so bad. I think he said it would upset Basil to slit my throat. Is that true? Would Basil be upset if he had to slit your throat? Probably not. But oh. I would be upset. I'd be dead. Would it, would it upset Basil enough to not do it? No, I think he's involved heavily enough to not disobey. Okay, then next question. You hate your father, right? Yeah, thank you. Ah. <laughs> uh, I've never even met your father, and I hate your father. You could meet him if you like. No. No. No one would like that, actually. He would not like that either, yeah. We could murder him. That was not actually what I was going to say. So murder have to be the option 
I feel like it's not necessary for us to murder anyone in this position, but you could talk to that head. Of, you didn't even give us the name of the person you went and talked to. The other, the more powerful person you talked to, you could talk to them and warn them, and maybe that solves the problem, since you know they want to not work with Callaway, and your dad does want to work with Callaway. Yes, perhaps that's very good. Perhaps the Baron could take care of it. She doesn't. If you, But if you truly hate your father, that no. sounds like a fairly good option to me. I think Eris makes a very strong point. I could talk to her. Apparently, I'm really good at talking to people in power. I feel like I was really successful oh. in talking to Caldor. And that was after I really screwed him up. Hob makes that face that dogs make when they just can't believe what's going on around them. <laughs> I mean, Aerith says she's really good at talking to people in power. No one is more surprised than I am. I just don't think there's a way I get out of this in a, with a good ending. You may not get out of it unscathed, but that could be better than Let me ask, not getting out of it. Well, what's the bad thing that happens if you contact the Baron? What's well, the downside of that? Father could find out I told her. But it probably wouldn't matter because she'd probably deal with your father. Is that something you have an issue with? No. All right, then. And if you don't do it, your father's going to have Basil slit your throat. It's just a lot of throat slitting happening in my mind. <laughs> That's my real sticking point. I can't get past the slit throat part. <laughs> Everything else seems... But it's just like, that's what your house does, funny. isn't it? I... Yes. So, issue... it's probably also, some amount of that, no matter what. Insinuation that I would be the next in line. Take over the house. If the Baron got rid of your dad, might that not still be true? I don't think that's a good idea. They just turned it down. <laughs> Milo did. Oh, I, I had a perfectly team. good scheme to put Milo in charge of the clan. He just doesn't want it, so we're not going to do it. Reynard, I don't mean to intimate that your father might not be trustworthy. But is it possible... He's an increasingly honest man in his defense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but is it possible that he's just saying these things to get you to do these things and actually has no intention of putting the son he just recently allowed back into his presence as second in command of his the entire family. Yeah, what well, if he just sends you the dreadhold? I mean, isn't that based on the Is it possible he's setting you up to be the fall guy? Nefariousness? Yeah. That'll work. The nefarity? Nefariosity. Based on the nefarious nature of his schemes, I, he told me I would be the best choice. But is there really Rather any evidence of that? Alistair? Okay, hang on. Let's not go too far down this road with Reynard right now. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but you're a big dumb idiot. I, I have done nefarious things. Okay. Question for more of an academic pursuit than anything else, but who might challenge your father to fill the power vacuum? Is it guaranteed that he would step up and take the Baron's place? Oh, oh I... yeah, good point. Because if he doesn't end up being the new leader, then you're not second in command, Reynard. Hey, we could talk to the Dark Latins about this. I bet they could help. I bet they could help with a lot of things. It's just going to become the default. <laughs> I don't like to get involved with the authorities. Like I said, I um, can talk to him. I would love for 
anybody is more than welcome to make a knowledge society check. If you don't have any ranks, then it would just be your intellect as the base. If you had said perception, I was going to disconnect from this call. I, I got some society. I got no society, but I am intellectual. Two purple. I have almost no knowledge of anything. I've got one rank in Underworld, and that's Couldn't it. tell you what I have. Okay. Eris uh, knows everything about high society. Holy <laughs> cow. Eris is all of a sudden the most knowledgeable. Zero success for Milo, two success, six advantage for Eris. Through talking through this, and especially once the line of thinking comes up about the the ridiculousness of Calvair putting this job uh, on... Oh, yep. I apologize. Something's wrong, Knowledge. but... No, oh, but that still doesn't make sense. Anyway, there should only have been four green. I don't know how there yeah. ended up being six green. So That's I guess weird. just drop the last two, in which case it's okay. one success and success. four advantage. Okay. One success, four advantage. Still, you are successful. Once sure. the line of thinking about like the ridiculousness of Calvair giving this job to Reynard, the son that he just brought back into the house, et cetera, et cetera. You can think about like, it's entirely possible that it could work out the way that you all are saying that the Baron realizes Calvair's duplicitousness and gets him out, whatever. It's also equally possible that it, at this stage, it's Calvair's word against Reynard's. Calvair, right hand for centuries versus Reynard, who was kicked out of the family for stealing from Calvair, just now brought back in and now saying, he wants me to kill you. So it's a plan, but there are some holes in the viability of it. You have four advantage. And no, it can't be, how about that's not true? The Baron will believe Reynard. Was that trying <laughs> right. we need it? For advantage. I reported the conversation. Yeah, I was thinking that that's probably more triumph territory. How about Reynard? Oh. Trying to think like how Reynard could know if he wanted to pursue that course, Reynard could know where to acquire evidence of this. Surely, if his father jumped immediately to, and I'd be next in line, his father has to have, just by the Tywin Lannisterness of him, has to have made some kind of preparation ahead of this event to mm -hmm. feel that certain that he would be in charge. And Reynard knows where he would be able to acquire that information. So... I'm going to yes, but you are correct, sure. except that his plans began today when Elvenor told him to break off relations. So he would be actively doing those things now, hmm. as opposed to there being existing evidence of him having done it. So there's still, okay. you can still catch him, but it would be more in his active pursuits as opposed to evidence of past pursuits. So what if I rig up a recording device on you and you go back and you get your dad to talk to you about it again? Well, that seems like a death wish. You're planning on going back in three days anyway. There you go. And if he Does he have some sort of... And if he says, no, never mind, I turned for mind, I was just hot under the collar, then it doesn't matter. And if he says, yes, why haven't you killed the Baron yet? You disappointment. Then you have it on recording. I've never met you, Dad. I was just doing an impression on what like... I think he's just based on the things you've said. <laughs> you don't get patted down when you go home, do you? Who knows what's going to happen? 
Look, I could turn anything into a recording device. Oh, yes. I could make that distinctive dagger he carries everywhere and loses half the time into a recording device. <laughs> he no longer has that. It was left in Satan's corpse. What if you turned Arthur into a recording device? I could probably do that. He might already be one. No, don't do that. <laughs> because Arthur could be there now. Don't hurt everyone's favorite cat. I'm looking to hurt Arthur. Turning him into a recording device implies something happening to Arthur. Look, every now and again, I turn Hob into a stronger Goliath. Does it hurt him? Indirectly, it often hurts me. <laughs> Hob often gets hurt, but it's hurt. not. <laughs> but I didn't do it. It gives me a confidence that is apparently aggrandized. Eris doesn't know the meaning of the word in Fun show. Would the Baron accept the word of a house cat? It would be a recording. I just meant we could just get offered to go do it and then he could come tell us about it. Since he's a polymorphed cop. I'm trying to think of a good thing. Okay. Reynard reaches into like his bag or pocket or something. Some. And oh. Are you still wearing the gold armor in front of all of them? Okay. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure. Clarify. No, they didn't care. Milo's used to it. Yeah, I remember so. that. Was it an owl? Eris has resigned. He was for a while as well. Yeah, to the non-costume party. So Reynard takes off the, the shape-shifting locket and hands it to Eris and says, turn this into the recording device. Yeah, I can do that. I'll be wearing it anyway. I've been wearing it. It would be the least suspicious. Sure. And I guess I'll... You want to do anything else? Return in a few days and see what happens. And here's a piece of gold for your time. Thank you. <laughs> Eris looks offended and puts the gold in her pocket. Hey, pay your friends for the... <laughs> Pay your friends for their labor. If they have a skill, yes. don't assume it'll be free. My father had them in a bowl <laughs> yeah. on the way out of the house, so I grabbed a few. Of course he did. <laughs> in a bowl with his keys. <laughs> Just gold. <laughs> Actually, listen. Yes, please. Great podcast <laughs> called Normal Gossip, where a girl talks about she dated a man who came from a wealthy family, and they did just have a spare cash bowl. Like a petty cash bowl by the front door. You could just grab some on your way out. Insane. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, what now? Again? Yes, Eris will absolutely attempt to do that when we're done with the rest of this conference. Because, you know, we haven't actually decided what we're doing in terms of the Boromar thing, because this kind of just became another thing. The issue is now I look like Drenier, but that's okay. What is the difference? You keep acting like you've changed appearance, and I can't tell Well, it's, it's even the slightest <laughs> difference. It's mainly there is a, a there's a they can't a difference. The person is it's mainly the coloration and the length of the hair. Does this actually change the shape? Are you sure this is real? It does. Oh, <laughs> I described it the very first time. Yeah, I really. Used it. I know. I'm just... the only ch the only change I notice is you seem less burdened when you turn it one direction. Yeah, the whole Boromir thing. So we we think Aaron should be in charge. Can we send her like? a questionnaire about how she would behave as leader of the clan before we decide whether to rescue risk our lives getting her out no okay i think they probably read the prisoner's mail if you want to be our leader right <laughs> it it goes through the teleportation device oh. straight you remember when we stole all those teleportation things uh-huh. You remember when I was teleported to the sky above Sharn? Because of something you <laughs> did, <Reynard. laughs> Nope, actually not. My Veroni doesn't, right? 
Nope, nope. Yes, your Therani cousin. Actually, it was that little guy gaslighting you, actually, that had a lot to do with what happened to me. Randy, I am just checking in genuinely to make sure you haven't forgotten or if you're just waiting about the na- why Aaron is in the Dreadhold. Because you haven't told them that. Like the information that Tarvel revealed about why she's actually in there. So, I'm just making sure. If you're waiting to reveal, that's fine. Ignore me. No, I mean, I had intended to, and then, yes, I did forget. So, thank you. I do have... You're asking about Aaron and sending a questionnaire and whatnot, what she would do or not do, but I would... I'll give you some insight into her character that I previously did not know. But she is in the dreadhold because... She took the fall for the murder of two Dark Lanterns, as I recall. And she took the fall because of her son. And as I discovered, her son was Vigo. I'm sorry, what? What? You had a meeting with Vigo's father? Oh man, that must have been. Tavo we all know Vigos. Vigos. <clears throat> but I had a meeting with him. Like, we didn't all have a meeting with him. Like, I realize we know him, but Milo discovered that he was Vigo's father like moments after we beat the crap out of Vigo and turned him over to the police. Is what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. How did and he seem to feel I, about all of yeah, that? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get after to. I played the. <laughs> Yes, after I, and after I played the recording for oh. they essentially had disowned Vigo. Oh, okay. Not very fond of him. Sure. And a mother's love is quite strong in this case, so she took the fall for Vigo and went into the Dreadhold. Tarville was, the impression I got anyway, was not happy about it at all. So, question then, if a mother's love is that strong... Might a mother's love be strong enough that she'd be really angry at a group who, say, beat her son within an inch of his life and then gave him to the police? Or is it possible her love for her son has cooled over her time in the dreadhold? That would be nice too. I just that's why Eris wants the survey. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) On a scale of one to five. Your feelings about your son Vigo, one being not very likely, hypothetically speaking, very likely. I think that she might not be too surprised at what become and what has befallen him. Okay, I'm not opposed to getting her out. I just don't want to get her out, and then she tries to kill us. And I'm yes, and I'm sure Tarvel will explain everything to her in one of his communiques. So we can certainly ask him what her response was to that. Okay. That raises just like the slightest potential problem. She's in the dreadhold for killing Dark Lanterns with whom I just made a lot of negotiated arrangements. Right. Perhaps it would be good to go, too. 
Do they have any evidence that it was actually Vigo? Yes, this I do not I could know. Be, sure, I could talk to Coldor and see what he thinks about uh, um, Aaron or Amar. Are the rest of us clear to talk to Coldor or if we were to see Verla oh, not have to leave? Yes, Verla <laughs> is not chasing the rest of you anymore. I don't know why that just occurred to me to ask. I feel like Hob would have asked sooner, but here we are. <laughs> Sorry, let's get back on topic. <laughs> yeah, there was a multiple step negotiation where I had a conversation with Verla about giving her Vigo in exchange for leaving you all alone. And then the Coldor taught, raised all this other stuff. And so I negotiated it with him too. Got it. I just, I think it may be a very. Good idea to speak with Coldor. Definitely could get us more info. On they have Vigo. Could they right. get the information about these murders the from task. him? Possibly. Yeah. It could easily be we don't have to get her out of there. That If there's a confession, they let her out. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's worth talking about. I, yeah, no, that's very reasonable. Actually. Am I smart? See, the thing they don't say when they mention that a broken clock is right twice a day is that it's wrong the whole rest of the time. <laughs> Maybe I can start fixing my own problem. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> so, talk to Coldor. That's what we think is the thing to do? Yes. I believe right, so. And you all want to come this time? Yeah, I haven't seen Verlin in a while. Yeah. I wanted to right up until that. Right. Yeah. Yes, I will be there. Hey. I will be there. I will loom. It would be... Although, I'll call he seemed really amenable without them, without them looming. I'll bring Arthur. She likes Arthur. He may already be there. <laughs> yeah, checking in with his employers. He's a cat. <laughs> He's a kitty cat. I don't trust that cat. I've seen Eric shaking his head no a lot during this episode. Some cats have jobs, Eric. What's your do problem? We, uh, am I good to call Verla then? Or do we need to... Is there anything else we need to work out? No, I think, I think we're doing a lot of things correctly. We're keeping the Dorla demon stuff on the periphery while we handle these very pressing things. But it seems like if, suppose that Dorla's right, if we do what we're talking about doing, then it solves it. It's like, I want to do what Dorla asked us without telling anybody explicitly what Dorla asked us to do. And then yeah, you're right, because it. it sounds really silly. Raynaud has a couple of days, sure. so that's not something to worry about. Here. Right. So Eris takes out her communicator, adjusts it to uh, Verla's frequency. She loves it when you do this. Mm -hmm. And so I imagine somewhere Verla is in the middle of a call and suddenly it just switches. Hi, Verla. Hi, Eris. What's up? So first question, are you in someone else's office? No, I'm in my office currently. <laughs> cool. Good. Just to check. I have talked about it with the gang and they also had some odd meetings that touch on the thing that Agent Coldor, if that's his real name, wanted me to do. We would just sit down with him and he didn't let me handle his communicator, so I don't have his frequency. Okay, I will get in touch with him and see if I can arrange a meeting. How are you today? Great. A lot of paperwork with our new guest here at the City Watch. 
So just trying to get that all squared away and taken care of so he doesn't walk out the door. Oh, later. I have maybe a piece of information that you should just know while you're working on Vigo. Apparently some, okay. I don't remember if we know how long ago Aaron went into the Dreadhold. It, Milo would have been able to provide that since he was around for it. It's been probably close to 20 years ago like it's been okay. a long time because it's so vigo and corin were like teenagers Ooh, yeah. okay that's embarrassing for the dark lanterns yeah so like 20 years ago a couple of lanterns got killed and aaron boromar was arrested and sent to the dreadhold oh yeah satan's it has sister. yeah it has been brought to our attention by some of the people in the clan we've been talking to that also was vigo and she took the fall to protect her son. I don't have any evidence for that. It's what I've been told. And so I thought it would be just something for you to hear in case it is in fact true. You don't sound happy Okay. when you sigh like that. I'm tired. I'm not unhappy. Yeah. I'm just tired. You're doing a really good job. Thank you, Eris. I appreciate it. I'm just trying to okay. make up for the what fact assumes? that you're probably going to be in a room with Reynard later. Hello. Thank you. Okay. But you're smartly dressed too. <laughs> Thanks, but no, I appreciate it. Erin Boromar, innocent of the Dark Lantern murder she was convicted for. It was actually Vigo, and she took the fall because she is his mother. I'll look into the case files on it and see how strong the case was, if it was shaky and it would be believable, or if it's entirely possible that Erin could have planted evidence making herself seem more culpable in which case it would be a harder sell yeah um, it just might be okay. relevant to this thing that Caldor wanted me to work on but i'll explain it to him too just what? wait are oh, wait okay what wait what how does aaron boromar fall into your plan we don't just... tell me don't no okay. don't. i'll be there for the cold war meeting just all right i'm gonna enjoy some blissful ignorance for a bit thank you Thank you, Eris, for the information. I will add that to the file Welcome. and look into it. Be careful out there. We've already had a couple of the barristers for the clan claiming that Vigo has been framed and coerced into his confession. And some of the City Watch, who are obviously on the Boromar take, are inclined to agree with them. And yeah, just... Be careful out there, and if you need anything, know where to reach me at any given second. That's right. Yep. You know it works right. both I ways, right? You can call me. When, how can... I was about to ask, I will be in touch once I get in touch with Coldor and we can arrange a meeting. Yeah, you just put your fingers on the top left and bottom right of your stone, of your stone and it will switch frequencies. Okay, good to know. Top left, wait. Top left, top bottom left, right? Top left, bottom right. Yep. If I'm wearing it or if I'm facing it? If you're looking at the front of it. Oh, okay. So for me, it would be top you're right, looking at the front of it while I'm wearing it. Okay. Sure. Yes. Okay. Thanks, Eris. I'll be in touch. And frequency goes quiet as she changes the frequency off of yours. <laughs> yeah, you just taught her how to hang up. <laughs> Yes, that's because Eris trusts her now. Which is something she should be able to right. do. It's the growth of a friendship. Yeah. Yes, it's a growth of a friendship. That's what you are to her. Okay, she's going to uh, contact Agent Coldor and arrange a meeting. 
Also, she said, be careful because the Um, clan's looking for us and some of their lawyers have shown up and suggested crazily that maybe Vigo's confession was coerced. It makes it no less true, but it was absolutely a coerced confession. That's my thing. What kind of person confesses to a crime without being coerced? Exactly. Aaron Boromar. It was... No, confess, she was absolutely coerced. Confess or your son goes to jail. It's not like she's just sitting around thinking, I'm going to confess to a crime I didn't commit. Unassailable logic. Thank you. Reynard. Anyway, what's next? Arthur jumps onto your shoulder. Oh, no. Look, I hang up with the police, and then Arthur shows up. Coincidence? Yeah. <laughs> There's a note tri- tied to his collar. Reynard. Oh, he has a note. You were completely silent when Eric gave you a prompt until he was like, okay, fine. And also this. <laughs> you said he jumped on Eris's back, didn't you? No. Oh. Reynard's no, shoulder. shoulder. I was over here jealous. I was like, I feed you. I was like, thank you, Trevor. What a generous improv partner you are. Stun silence instead of yes and. Appreciate it. Okay, take two. Arthur. Nailed There's it. a note on his collar. Your collar. I must read it. <laughs> it's like you're hosting Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. Oh, a note. Look, he's got a note on his collar. Yes, and? This word starts with buh. Buh. It's a note from Ulfin. It says, call the others. Sigil's here and needs help. I don't have to call you. But uh, Sigil is here and needs help. At the four sales, not here. Sigil needs help. It's like everything at once. I suppose. Yeah. The one of the few promises we've made was to be there for oh, Sigil. Oh, yeah. No, we've got to go. We've got to go. Up. Why? Absolutely We're all going not. to the same place. And we have yeah. a skiff. I mean, sure, you can walk. And my bike. So we're waiting to hear back from Verla about the other meeting. Yeah, I don't have that meeting okay. yet. So let's yeah, you're right. get aboard Tasha and head to the four sales. Off we go. Zoom. What is up, everybody? Quick little break in the middle of the episode here to let you all know an exciting announcement for Eberron Renewed moving forward in that we're going to start having sponsors. <laughs> We've had some companies reach out wanting to sponsor the show and run ads and things like that. Uh, and part of the requirement is that we do them in the middle of an episode. And so this is just a less intrusive announcement of moving forward. We may have ad drops. We'll find a narratively satisfying point within the story to kind of take a break, do a quick ad run, and then come back into the episode. But just wanted to give you all a heads up beforehand so it's not really jarring the first time an ad drop happens, which may be in the very next episode. So yeah, I hope that uh, you enjoy the products that decide to uh, align with us and want us to tell you about them. And we will give you more information as we move forward. Thank you all so much. And back to the episode. Nah, you all get there without incident. I was looking at the story points, thinking about flipping one, but you know. He thought about it though. Um, He thought about an incident. (laughs) You all get to the four sales. And do you all just walk in through the front door like normal or what's the you're more than welcome to i'm just asking <laughs> seems like no, we should that's not necessarily i didn't think I that mean, until i was Eric definitely asked. i could like <clears throat> walk in some sort of disguise myself perhaps and look i want to make an assumption of your approach anymore. like I, it's clear territory like, pulls <laughs> up to the four sales and walks into the four sales Okay. 
unless someone oh. stops her. Eris Certainly Hob goes in with no. her. Um, no, awesome. you all Let's are able to walk it. the four sails. Arthur is with you. Arthur hops up onto the shelf up behind the bar that Olfen has put a little cat bed up there for Arthur for his breaks. But you see Sigil. They are sitting in a booth near the back, and they see you walk in, and they reach up and wave a bit at you all. See, they have a lot of nervous energy coming off of them. Well, we walk over, and Eris... Hello. Sorry about the interruption. I hope that it wasn't a bad time. What's up? I need some help. My associates and I have discovered the location of an implement that House Caneth wants to use in the endeavors that I spoke to you about. They essentially, there's two competing movements and we've generated enough noise to where Kenneth is concerned about it. So they've basically set up wards to where Warforge specifically can't cross a certain boundary. So we we need to enlist the help of some non-Warforge people to stop this. Okay. If you all don't mind coming down to the cogs with me, my myself and my friends can explain the situation, give you a layout and like the location and all that. I just came to to retrieve you all and make sure that you were okay with helping absolutely <clears throat> thank you um, wards are they gonna affect non-warforged constructs i don't believe so i think it's a once again a lot of the warforged magic is insofar as we understand it is with our gulra so as long as it's something that doesn't have a gulra right. on it then it should be fine okay so yeah Unless you all have anything else that you need to do, we can head down that way. Lead on. Yeah, um, sure. Let's go. <clears throat> oh, wait. Is there a healing potion around just in case things turn south? We all are beat the heck up still. It's been a day since anyone did a medicine check. That's true. You could. So I don't know where somebody wanted to <clears throat> do a medicine check on some of us. Wound threshold is less than half, so it would be an easy difficulty medicine check. Thanks for that one night's rest. Your mind would I not can, be. I can do a check on somebody. <clears throat> I think Hob is the worst off. Okay, what'd you say? That what was the difficulty to? One purple. One purple. Let me have a look at that, Hob. Two advantage. So that's two wounds back, right? Yep. I take the advantage and. Pass a boost on to what Raynod to do a medicine check. Yeah, yeah, we just doubling up on Auber. What are we doing? Eris <coughs> is in a bad way as well. Eris is down four after two okay. nights rest that we got. Eris is in bad shape and has way less soak than Hobbs. Oh, as well, I, I that's I very true. Do that for you. I will attempt to heal Eris. You also, I forgot, have an outstanding upgrade that never got used for a check because of, I think, one of Reynard's checks. We can apply that here since Reynard's medicine is too green. Eris is probably... Okay. Sorry. that One success, two advantage. Okay. Oh, wait. Two boost, not one. One success, one... So, two success, three advantage. That. Cool. And... Sure. Three advantage. There's a... Ulfin hears you ask about the healing potion, Hob, and throws one at you. Okay. <clears throat> and what do I roll? You don't. You drink it and heal six wound. All six? Yep. Hooray! Can I have that bottle back? 
yep. <clears throat> and he sets it on the counter because he's not a great at throwing. <laughs> That's never come up. Bob's not great at throwing things. Huh. He's always afraid he's going to throw it too hard. Fair enough. <clears throat> so he'd be good at throwing things in combat, potentially, because then the point is to throw it hard. But Okay, anything that you all want to do before you head down to the cogs with Sigil? I don't, I don't think, so. think so. I don't. Okay. Taking Tasha, I'm assuming? Yes. Okay. Sasha, you all... Or Sasha, Tasha, you take her all down to the cogs and enter <coughs> Narn. As you enter, Narn gives a nod to Hob and a wave as he's at the booth signing people up. Join House Denneth. Uh, and How's he looking? Is, he, is, is there a line? Is he... It's evened out between House Thrashk and House Denneth. Hobbs' efforts have been doing well. Certainly haven't overtaken, but certainly made close the gap. Yeah. Hobbs' not losing any sleep over it. Yeah. Just wanted to ask. As you all are walking through the war, the more Warforge-heavy district of the Cogs, and in a different spot, but a similar scene, the last time you were down here and you saw Sigil, you see another Warforge kind of standing on a small stage. This Warforge seems much more primal in terms of their construction, where whereas Sigil is like shiny copper, they have intricate runes carved on them, things like that. This <coughs> Warforge, their plating seems to be more stone as opposed to metallic. And the wood that makes up their muscle fibers are a lot bigger and like some of the roots like branch out and wrap around the stone plating with small leaves and stuff. And they have vines that grow out of the back of their head that they've tied up into kind of a high ponytail. Dope. Hangs down. Dope. Uh, and they are standing, speaking to the crowd and you hear Sigil let out. Uh, sovereigns. That's the other movement that I spoke of that is not aligned with ours in terms of methodology. Uh, what they want to do is they look sick. They, his name is Ash, and he is a follower of the figure known as the Lord of Blades. And as you get closer, you can hear Ash's proselytization to the group and saying, they've been lying to all of you. They tell you that they respect you. I'm sorry. That you are <laughs> one of them. That you are their equal. But it is lies. You are a sheep to them. Meant to be taken to the slaughter. But if you come with us, you can rise up. Throw off those that oppress you. And bring vengeance and retribution to those that gave you life and then told you how to live it. And unless you all are stopping to listen, Sigil just urges you all to continue walking. And they hate <coughs> non-Warforged, for one, him and his ilk. They want to go start their own nation in the Mornland under the rule of the Lord of Blades, start a war against all non-Warforged, kill them, things like that. And it's in the immediate with what's going on right now, whereas we want to find what Kenneth is doing and stop it, their solution is if there is no Kenneth, then they can't continue their work. So why don't we just kill all of them is their methodology. 
Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> intense, very intense, but they've been getting a lot of movement because whereas we don't really have a solution to what comes next for the Warforge once we've dealt with this problem, they obviously can promise life in the Mornland starting their own nation where, as they put it, blood bags can't live. And so that's the term that the, one of the terms they use for non-Warforged. Up yeah. to a point, I'm like, if there's a group of Warforged that want to live in the Mornland and they can do so safely, then it's okay. But that point where you get to like then start a war and kill everybody who's not, that's where yeah, I lose it. Step two for their group is like reactivating the creation forges to create an army of war forge to then march and things like that. Uh, See, again, halfway yeah. through that sentence is where I lost you because sure, more war forged, why not? But then the march on all the non war forged and kill them. That the. It's really, I'm discovering all course, the course of these conversations that it's really the point at which we start murdering people that I just start to have a problem with a plan. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we're almost there. And <clears throat> Sigil turns down an alleyway and leads you to a, like, warehouse sliding barn style door with some crates and stuff near it and slide it and walk in and it's an abandoned warehouse it looks to be but it's the record scratch moment of the door opens and you all are standing in the doorway and every conversation that was happening amongst a group of about 40 warforge stop and they all turn and look at the four of you and sigil just waves and it's like they're with me hello we're with them that you can let's just go yeah hi hi everyone and continues walking through. You all approach a table at the back of this warehouse, led by Sigil, and a smattering of Warforge standing around the table, looking, examining. You notice a Warforge who has an intricate tree design on the top of their head. Their Gulra is in incorporated into the tree design, their eyes shining bright yellow. You also see a very large Warforge, not as big, like six foot seven, so like big for most people, covered in bright, shining adamantine plating. And uh, yeah, I mean, the, you also see a couple other Warforged and Sigil walks up and is, hi, everyone. These are some of my friends that I've been making down here in our efforts. This is Spruce, Twig, and Leatherneck. And they've been assisting with the efforts down here and helping introduce me to the right people and things like that. And they twig is the really big one. Spruce is the one with the tree on their head. Leatherneck is a pretty unassuming looking Warforge. Twig, why don't you, these are my friends. They are here to help us with the problem with the barrier <coughs> that's set up since obviously they aren't Warforged. And yeah, so I can trust them, which means you all can trust them. And you all, even without really needing a perception check, notice that there is a deference to Sigil. As soon as they begin talking, everybody intently listened. And it's uniform. There there doesn't seem to be any kind of... Like when Reynard is formulating a plan the way Eris gets. There's none of that in this group. Yeah. And Twig kind of nods and like, Well, thank you all for for coming to help. I We obviously appreciate it. Uh, 
are we're hoping that you can break into a can of facility to steal something. Is everyone comfortable with that type of work? <laughs> it's not like we've that, never done that before. <clears throat> that sounds awesome. Oh, great. Okay. And Twig references a large blueprint on the table. So these are the the layout of the Kenneth facility. It's one level up, kind of directly above where we are. And there's a reception area. It's a industrial facility, but obviously they have a place for people to come check in and inspect and that kind of thing. There are some ventilation shafts that go down, so you could go directly up. There are also some windows, things like that. But essentially, the biggest issue is going to be that it is heavily arcanely secured. From what we can tell, lots of potential traps, if not automaton security personnel, or unfortunately, there may be some Warforged that have already undergone the transformation that we're all seeking to stop in a mass scale. And Sigil chimes in, the Eldritch Machine that we found some time ago. I, we think there may be another one of those in here as well. But there's a core to it that we're hoping that you all can steal and bring back to us. And we can reverse engineer it in such a way to where we could hopefully remotely disable these machines without having to physically get to them is the end goal here. So, and... Twig speaks up. I'm sorry that none of us can help, obviously, with the wards being what they are. Warforge can't enter. If you could also, this is more of a sidebar, if you could figure out what's going on with that, that would be great. Maybe figure out a way to disrupt those wards, but obviously that's a secondary, if things don't go wrong, type of deal. And Spruce says, also, if the war, <laughs> if there are Warforges that have been taken over, if you could figure out how to undo it because right now we don't know that either and sigil puts a hit up that's a blue skies ask but if not that's totally fine and spruce realizes they maybe shouldn't have maybe spoke out of turn in that moment and kind of steps back any questions anything else sigil says uh, do you have anything any questions for us any needs or anything but you have a blueprint here uh, oh, have you, what have happens you... when you try to cross the wards? It's a wall. It's an invisible wall. We oh, physically cannot. Interesting. Specifically, our Gulra. If we were to try and lean back and stick our foot through, we can, but our Gulra can't physically pass through the ward. Okay. Have you been able to scout at all? Do we know anything about security or? We, like I said, with the wards there, we've only been able to get an external sense, and then Spruce was able to sneak in and steal these blueprints from the the district center that has such records. And this is House Kenneth, not like a contractor with House Kenneth? And insofar as we can tell, it is House Kenneth themselves. Yes. Um, in fact, I have one other lead and Sigil gets a small pen and a piece of parchment and scribbles down. I think I've tracked down our friend that we've worked with before, worked against, and then worked with one time. And she might be able to help with the association. And Sigil hands you a piece of paper with an address. Jose. Um, Jose. Arancis. But yes, that, yeah, we're on the same page. Good. Look, we all go by nicknames here. I'm not really Hob. 
that's pretty much it. Really. I know, but I didn't know if that was something you would have volunteered, so I stopped. <laughs> yeah, really, Milo's the only one going by his actual really name, right. as I far agree. as we know. Yeah, what's Short up, for Milovich, Milo? actually, but... <laughs> so, wait, Eris is not your real name? Nope. Nope, it's not. None of that had to happen in character. <laughs> Twig kind of looks... Twig nope. looks around. I'm uncomfortable. Can I go? Uh, Me too. I'll go with you. We'll all oh. go. Actually, I don't know what happened here. I gotta well, stop making jokes. You're the ones bringing the awkward energy, so if you leave, I'm good to stay. <laughs> Listen, Twig, we don't really call each other out that specifically. In our... <laughs> I understand I'm in your group here, but also you're in our group here. <laughs> we like to more passively, aggressively do this. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, don't go. No, Please stay. Stop. You'll get the hang of it soon. Twig. Yeah, look at this. <laughs> this is how I feel. Yeah. We're excited to help you all. We're yeah. All. It's going to be great. Awesome. Be careful, though. Sigil, I was going to tell you, this is Spruce speaking up. I was going to tell you when you got here, but you came with your friends. Ash, Ash's group, I think, is also planning a hit. So there might be some, I don't know, the timeline or anything. But I heard murmurings that they were wanting to hit this place as well obviously right when we do in a more violent manner but yeah so just heads up uh keep an eye out hey you mentioned us talking to posy that she might help why would she help she helped with the the lizard situation remember yeah, but that and was Millhatch. it was also it was in concert with kenneth and she wasn't super stoked about what they were doing. And I feel like maybe she, I don't know. It was just an idea. And I thought that they might be, she might be willing to help because what Candace is doing right now is super not okay. And she seems to have a, at least some kind of moral compass. She's friends with Olive and you're friends with Olive. I don't know. Wait, is Arantis uh, friends with Olive? They're friendly because Jerome and Arantis work together a lot. You know how like, you become friends by osmosis kind of thing. I don't know. Maybe that's just a me thing. I <laughs> okay. You all can handle it however you see fit. But thank you for your help. And if you need anything from us, we'll be here planning next next moves. Bye. Awesome. Thank yeah. you. Thanks, Will. Did we get a... Is this just an ASAP kind of thing? Did I miss a deadline? No. Okay. I don't think we got one. Yeah. Okay. May as well take care I of it yeah, exactly. Hooray. And we'll call the episode there. Thank you all so much for listening. If you want part of the conversation surrounding this episode, you can head on over to our Discord, the link to which you can find on all of our socials at the Geek Pantheon, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, etc. The link is also in all of the descriptions of the YouTube videos over on youtube.com slash the Geek Pantheon, where I do a variety of videos. We also have another actual play, Kyber Shards, on the Laughing Tree YouTube channel, GM'd by Philip, played in by me. And we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash thegeekpantheon. If you want to financially support the shows in any way that you can, you can also buy some merch over at thegeekpantheon.com. And I've been your Game Master, Eric. I'm Philip. I'm Trevor. I'm Randy. I'm Jeff. Bye. Bye.